0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. And here we are. Back again. Back again. Every week. Every week we seem to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I did notice that. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know the big, uh, the big scandal going on oh. right now. Which one? Uh, well, my my hero, the Liver King. Oh yeah, this one. True, yeah. true. It mm-hmm. Turns out he's uh he's uh, been doing steroids. Mm-hmm. He lied about it. Yeah, and uh, he's in uh, some deep water. That's true. Some hot water. Do you say deep water? Uh, I think both would work Deep water? Deep water's not he's in good some deep hot water He's in right some there. hot deep water And uh, he's done, he's mm-hmm. cooked You think he's cooked? Well, I'm He usually eats things raw, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly Well, that's oh. why I'm proposing mm-hmm. that I become the new liver king The new liver king Yeah, except yeah. I just eat raw tofu Okay, And I'm open about my steroids Right Oh, you're gonna use steroids yeah, too? Yeah, I'm gonna start. I was using gonna say, them. I don't I'm think anyone's open about it. I don't think anyone's gonna believe that you're doing steroids right now. <laughs> well, that's why I'm I'm in the process, right? Okay, okay. Maybe but, in like six months, then we yeah. can we can have Actually, a conversation. But wouldn't that be a twist? You mm-hmm. see me eating uh, raw uh, mm-hmm. tofu? I probably With a bunch firm of, like, steroid needles sticking out of it. You're just, just crunching it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also the opposite of him because mm-hmm. when you saw him, you're like, that guy's definitely on steroids. Said, yeah, yeah. No. When you see me, you're like, he's definitely not on steroids. But I'm like, yes, I am actually. Right. Well, see, <laughs> it doesn't always work for people. Yeah. See <laughs> him, and there's no benefits to this. <laughs> I just take it because they taste good. Yeah. <laughs> they had a nice spicy flavor. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I I mean, if you think that this could work, that's I, true. Do you think you could get blue raspberry steroids? um I, I mean you go to the supplement stores they have all that's different true. types of uh yeah. flavors now mm-hmm. so i can only imagine i hope so i don't think you i think you put them in your butt from what i like up your butt <laughs> yeah, yeah. like suppositories <laughs> i don't know my uh right i don't think that's what you do i've only read about steroids so i think right, uh, right. but i don't think you taste No, oh, but what if you could yeah, I guess I don't know if it would. That work. always just reminds me. There was that old uh, Perry Bible fellowship comic where, like, a surgeon's performing surgery on the kid, and then it shows him like give a wink and put a candy cane into the kid's belly while he's doing the surgery, and then the kid just like lips lips like, mmm, so good." <laughs> <laughs> well, enough about all of these okay. steroids and candy cane belly kids. Yeah, because we have a guest here today. Uh oh. We have actor, writer, comedian, Canadian Comedy Award winner, JFL New Faces, (coughs) been on the John Doerr Show, Roast Battles Canada, written on Kim's Convenience and True Dating Stories, also appeared in Tall Boys, Kids in the Hall, What We Do in the Shadows, The Boys. (laughs) We got Cassie Cow
1: here. Hello, thank you. Wow, I sound so good when you guys say it. You
0: sound so good. We're hyping it up, and then we got us bozos over here just bringing it all down. So, yeah, thank you,
1: thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be on your podcast.
0: Yeah, so so excited. Mm-hmm. I I want to talk about so much of uh, mm-hmm. the stuff you've been doing. A, a comedy for how long have you been doing it? now? it's quite a while.
1: It's been it's been a minute. I think we're coming up on five years since i quit
0: my day job wow okay
1: yeah 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 i quit in december of five years ago
0: (laughs) happy anniversary (laughs) thank
1: you thank you (laughs) uh
0: so like uh we've we've been watching uh we like to keep up with the roast battles canada a lot of the people Mm -hmm. have passed guests even more now that you're on it too yeah um and if i'm not mistaken I know for sure because I, I believe you did two of them and I know for sure you won the first one. Are you undefeated on that
1: show? I'm not. I'm not undefeated. Oh. Also, we just shot um season three, so I'll be on that as well. Oh, but no, okay. I am not. I don't yeah. know if anyone has a perfect record. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I think uh I think that Nick did. I think Nick Nemarov did.
1: Oh, yeah. I think he did. good for him.
0: Yeah, mm. I think he did. Um but, uh, yeah, I, re- I remember uh, watching you destroyed mm-hmm. past guest Hunter Collins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> left him in the dirt. <laughs> and that's why we've uh, made it so we can never be on the podcast again. And that you're the only one we can have. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those are the rules of the roast battle. We, <laughs> yeah. had, to, we
0: had to choose. Yeah. 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 Once we might... you
1: lose, you're just gone. He's out in Germany now. He's not welcome back in Canada yeah. after his defeat. <laughs>
0: You might not have saw that part of your contract where yeah. uh it has big implications with this podcast specifically. Yeah, it's just they put you yeah. on the first flight to a different country. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah, and you're banned. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so uh, doing the comedy also um doing uh the acting too, a lot of these uh, big American shows, big mm-hmm. Canadian mm-hmm. shows and everything like that was when you started um you were just focusing on comedy or did you plan on the, uh, kind of like acting incorporation as well?
1: Um, no, I, I guess, I don't know if you know this, but I, before I did stand up, I was an economist. Um, so I have no, I have no. I had no ambitions in entertainment. <laughs> I just fell into show business.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what What brought you towards it?
1: Um, I mean, I was working as an economist and doing comedy at night for a while, so mm-hmm. I just was doing it to make friends and, uh, you know, get a handle on my anxiety. <laughs> and then, you know, ever so often, someone would start giving me money and that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> for the
0: comedy, right?
1: <laughs> for the comedy, yeah, the comedy. it was wild. Okay. I did, I started with um, sketch and improv and I never made mm-hmm. any money doing that. But when That's I started cool. doing stand-up, <laughs> it was pretty good, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think um I've I've done uh just half-assed both improv sketch and stand-up and I've only got paid for stand-up. I still like unless I've yeah. got this, like I've never got paid for live improv. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right. But also like to be fair, I was bad at it. So I'm like, <laughs> I get it. It's okay. <laughs> this wasn't my calling. <laughs>
0: Uh, but still, like, uh, obviously the sketch uh, paid off being in mm-hmm. Tall Boys and Kids in the Hall. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I mean, I maybe, you know, who knows? Who knows why they cast <laughs> people, but it was fun. It was fun to do about those shows.
0: <laughs> What's, those are some of the rare instances where sketch does pay a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's true.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are like the eight people who make money from sketch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's pretty good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what uh, brought you into as you were doing comedy did you start um thinking about like furthering that into the acting as well
1: no I just I got an agent um pretty quickly because um I don't know I think like a friend's agent went to see them and then saw me on the show or whatever and I was still working a day job at the time so I was like I don't really I can't really audition
0: yeah
1: um so it was like very slow going and I didn't know how to act or anything, but she was a really nice agent. She was like a smaller agent and she was very nice to me about the fact that I didn't understand anything about auditioning. <laughs> um, and then I booked a US national like two months after I started acting. And then that paid my bills for a while. So oh. I was like, oh, sick. <laughs> Let's keep doing
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Just naturally killing it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I mean, like, I think the commercial game is, like, very different, right? Like, you do make quite a bit of money off of commercials, Mm -hmm. and you have – 0 you don't need any talent or anything. Um, (laughs) And, like, what I would do – I think, like, a lot of actors get, like, really into their heads because they, like, want to do the character, and they want to do the thing, and they want to book the job, but I – I was like, I don't even know what's happening. It's just so exciting to be in an audition room. Like, what a fun time. Yeah. And so I would, I wouldn't know how to act. I wouldn't memorize my scripts because I was like working my job. So I would like take my lunch break to go and audition for something and I would show up and all I would do is try to make the camera guy laugh. <laughs> and that like, turns out a lot better than doing anything else for commercials anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I feel like uh, like early on when I was starting, I went for uh, commercials and then I think they just gave up on me. They're like, this guy's yeah. never going to ma- book them. Let's not bring them in anymore. I kind of feel the same way. Yeah, like I haven't been in three years <laughs> for a commercial. <laughs> like, I, just...
1: I mean, I think that casting is very cyclical, right? Because they want mm-hmm. new people. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, um, I don't know, but I've heard of people who like stopped getting auditions and then like faded out for a couple of years and then they got a new haircut and like came right back up. Whoa. Like you never know. <laughs> I
0: need a new haircut, bud. That's...
1: You need new haircuts, dude. Yeah. Let's go.
0: <laughs> All right, let's do it. Do you have any suggestions <laughs> on good castable haircuts?
1: I think you should go for the Hunter Collins.
0: Oh okay. uh, yeah. Just okay. the real
1: like that proud boy look. You, oh, you can do it. <laughs> you could totally He's do halfway it. halfway there. Yeah. I'm
0: <laughs> already uh, way ahead of you. I'm gonna have to spend a year in isolation to get mine ready. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, that's how you have to do it. I'll start browsing the forums on 4chan. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about too. I uh I saw that you worked with the Blue Man group.
1: I did, yeah, that was fun. What's really what's
0: the deal here? How did this happen?
1: It was super wild. Like, in the middle of COVID, obviously, most productions shut down, so mm. it was there was just a lot of writing work, there was a lot of like development work around. And before that, I wasn't even that sought after as a TV writer. I wasn't really trying to go in that direction. But when lockdown happened, there were just a lot of new writers rooms that were staffing for development things. So I started working as a writer a lot, like, yeah, you know, like towards towards the end of 2020 onwards. And I think I don't know, like when you you get it, you get it in the industry, like when mm. you start doing one thing, like people hear that you're doing that thing and then you get more of it. You kind of right. like have a little bit of momentum I think the creative director, whatever, like whoever runs creative things at the Blue Man Group, they just got bought by Cirque du Soleil. Mm. And then that person heard my stand up on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And just like, I don't know how they found me, but they literally heard a clip of my stand up on the radio, probably on, on Sears XM. And like, they didn't even find my manager. They found my publicist who like, she doesn't work for me all the time or anything. So she was like, is this spam? And I was like, I don't know. Like, it looks like it, like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> um, so my agent like responded to them and then they wanted to hire me to write uh Uh, a new show that they were developing that they were putting up in berlin so i got to be in like a two-month writer's room for the blue man group that was very weird
0: that's That's so cool incredible yeah that yeah that's exactly like the kind of thing that like when you're like oh who knows the opportunity about being on the radio and you're like yeah sure whatever and then it actually does like come to something
1: yeah, I, I also thought it was very strange because they just heard my stand up and I don't have like I don't have an album or anything. So I think I've only got about seven minutes of, of jokes on the radio at all that yeah. I I taped for just for laughs. And you never think people are listening to that stuff. You know what I, what I mean?
0: Wow. Yeah. Well what, what was yeah. what was that like? Like I've only seen like clips of Blue Man Group and I, I'm just curious what what the writing process for something like that would be like a lot of it is more like physical and 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 musical based yeah
1: yeah it's a non-verbal music show Mm -hmm. I did confirm with them I was like you know that I am a joke writer and you guys don't talk (laughs) (laughs) um but they I mean they wrote it in a very like loose kind of collaborative format which I really liked like they didn't have a set like process right um so it was me and a playwright from new york and then two of the like members of the blue man group and we wrote it like a sketch show basically just like a non verbal sketch show yeah that's such a small group
0: too like it's not i I, it's not even like it was a big like writer's room or anything like that to get like to for them to hear the stand-up and then be like oh you're you're a part of the group but it's like that's a small team I mean, that that makes makes sense for a show like that i would think but to be like just picked off the radio like that that's incredible
1: yeah i think like most of the stuff that they develop is just uh Mm -hmm. like in the process of doing the show kind of like how the second city does it where like the blue men will just like improvise stuff and try things on stage um, but they, I don't know what their situation is, but I know that they were developing a whole new show out in Europe,
0: mm-hmm. then they
1: wanted to start from scratch rather than like an iteration of what they were already doing. So they just, uh, like locked us in a zoom room for two months and they're like, just think of whatever. And they were like, don't think about whether or not we would have the budget or like, whether it's like physically feasible to do just like write what your heart wants and then we'll right. figure it out in production afterwards. So we wrote like these super insane sketches that had like, I don't know that it's going to like really end up being like this. But Mm -hmm. I remember we wrote sketches that had like, like a whole sliding mirror display. We were like, we want like these like light, like, like, I don't know, these like lighting, uh, like systems to run like through the audience onto the stage and have like all sorts of like techie cool stuff in it. So Mm -hmm. it really was like a really cool blue sky writing experience.
0: did you feel like as a writer that it kind of like expanded your skill just to have to think away from the dialogue Mm. and everything like that like to like you said you're a joke writer Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I think so I personally I don't think that I'm a terribly strong sketch writer like even in tv writing I mostly write narrative now um uh but I like sketch and I find like even with it being nonverbal, you know, the sketch always has like a game to it, a point of view and all that. And I think I'm pretty, typically I'm fairly strong, a point of view. I'm not necessarily the strongest at like the bits and everything. (laughs) Um, But it was also really nice to be in a collaborative space like that, because Mm -hmm. I would come up with some like conceptual idea. And then I would go off and write with one of the blue men and he would be like, well, these are the things that like, I know how to do. These are the jokes that work with the crowd that like work with our Mm -hmm. like energy or whatever or like they would be able to say well the blue men would never do that because that would be out of character or like this is something that would make sense so it was it was just like a fun experience to work with those guys and just be like what do you do they're so impressive they're so crazy
0: I guess the question that I think everyone's asking right now is uh did get to do you up as a blue man?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I wish. But no, that's not uh, that's not my lot in life.
0: They wouldn't they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't put the makeup on you.
1: They're literally I, I tried to ask them to fly me to <laughs> Vegas to go see their show. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, but it was like deep COVID like it was. Oh, okay. um it was like deep COVID and Vegas didn't give a fuck and mm-hmm. uh nobody was masking in the yeah, shows and they uh, were running like eleven shows a week in Las Vegas and everyone was getting COVID. So I was like, Yeah, I mean good luck. <laughs>
0: I think I think I could be mistaken, but I believe that all of the blue men have shaved heads too. Like I think they're all like completely bald, aren't they? Oh,
1: I think they're wearing a cap.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. But you just had your be shattered. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: But you know what? You know what it is, though? Like when you see it, like like the only reference I had of the blue men group is from Arrested Development. I feel like a lot of people. Right. Have yeah. That. yeah. But like you assume that they're just like face painted blue, but mm-hmm. they're actually like they're. It's like a it's like a petroleum jelly consistency. It's like they're it's like an oily stick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's like super gross to be in there. I think they did like they had an, to get
0: doused with it. I think they did like an IBM commercial or, or like an Intel commercial in the early two thousands that I remember too. For some reason, they were—I I don't know. That's all I remember from Blue Man Group. That and maybe like brief clips I've seen. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, they were at uh, Universal Studio for sure when I went there. Oh, did you see them? No, oh. no, I didn't. I didn't get to see uh, them or Meatloaf or Shakira. They were all there. They were. Why were they at? universal i don't know like just riding roller coasters this is a good lineup <laughs>
1: universal um, had a yeah, great actually, line. one of the blue men i worked with is from toronto and he went to humber and he knows a bunch of the stand-ups from here which is very funny Whoa. you
0: were saying that you were doing the show during COVID. i think i remember seeing a casting notice for blue man group around around oh, yeah? that time so maybe that's maybe that's the guy could have been you. Could have been me. Yeah, that's true. Yep.
1: <laughs> I don't do well with
0: uh, blue goo all over me, though. Well, I'm allergic.
1: <laughs> no, and um, they're so fit; they're like ripped to do that show.
0: Oh, like liver kings. It's like
1: so phys- physical.
0: <laughs> so it couldn't be. It couldn't, it couldn't, be, couldn't be me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, give us six months, and we'll be the new liver kings, and then, then we can <laughs> be the. We can. Uh, we can be our. Uh, I don't know the store brand blue man group. What color would we be? <laughs> I don't know. Green, who I cares, guess. Green Man Group? <laughs> I like you. How you immediately but abandoned it too? You're like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, no one likes color-based humor anymore. <laughs> um, let's dive into a spookier note here, oh. okay.
1: because Cassie, mm-hmm.
0: we gotta uh, ask you: Do you believe mm-hmm. in ghosts?
1: Oh, I want to believe in ghosts. Does that make sense? I'll, Try I'll, not. I, I. I wish I'd ever seen a ghost, but if you tell me you've seen a ghost, I believe you a hundred percent. Like I'm a thousand percent on your side.
0: <laughs> so basically, Damien is a skeptic, and I'm a believer. I've seen ghosts. Uh, Damien uh, doesn't oh. believe me at all. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have someone in in the in between here. Yeah, that's uh, supporting me.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I I I mean, tell me your story. I I will believe you. I'll 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 yes, hand you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, um, growing up, did you ever have something like a paranormal experience or anything like that was, was ghosts a part of your life in any way growing up?
1: I don't think so. I mean, I moved a lot and we were very poor. So there wasn't like, like I didn't live with anywhere that was like cool enough to have a haunted attic, you know, um, (laughs) my high school had uh, a fifth floor that was like forbidden and it was supposed to be haunted mm-hmm. but uh, I was a good kid so I never went there <laughs>
0: <laughs> a, a fifth Wait, like the whole floor in the high school was forbidden also yeah. that's a tall school
1: but yeah yeah was, we were uh, we were a heritage building it was like I, an um, old old spooky
0: I just imagine that like the gym teacher who's just been down on his luck and was like recently divorced was living up oh, there and that's why it. no one's allowed up there <laughs> and some kids like sneak up there and he's just like in his boxer shorts like trying to make craft dinner on a hot plate he's like what are <laughs> you kids doing here you're not, you're not supposed to be <laughs> i remember in uh high school or no this was public school it was yeah it was grade six And uh, Uh this was when, like, people were talking about uh, Bloody Mary. Anyways, at my school, they started talking about, like, Bloody Mary and that whole kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then uh, this, like, group of girls, like, set up this, like, really, like, elaborate, like, Bloody Mary kind of, like, situation. Like, where they're, like, we went into the bathroom, we said Bloody Mary three times, and then she came, we ran out of there. And, like, one of them, like was like in the school and they like uh, they were like she's in there look you can see her and she would like kind of like skate by the hallway and it was like one of that group of girls and then like she'd be back out through the other door and be like there with us but then when we're we like really out of breath yeah <laughs> then then they were like oh my god like look behind you and there was like this uh puddle and they put like a red slushy in there and like mixed it around <laughs> so it looked like a big like wow. red like blood puddle and we we're like what the hell's going on <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love that that's so much dedication i oh, mean yeah. were you guys not getting enough homework like what was happening
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no homework in my school no, we, no. Never did <laughs> we never did homework either <laughs> i don't i don't know i and it's still uh i mean good for them because they created a narrative that still sticks with me to this day yeah that's wild <laughs>
1: I yeah, know that's great I wish I wish anybody was setting that up in my schools we were all just <laughs> studying
0: <laughs> you had the fifth floor was perfect for it too yeah true. I know
1: it's true we should have we, we should have uh created some lore in yeah. there. yeah
0: you could have studied how to make like cool visual effects um did you ever think because you said that you moved around a lot did you mm-hmm. ever think it was because your places were constantly haunted and your uh, parents didn't tell you Oh. No
1: I think it's because we were poor <laughs>
0: Maybe maybe there was a lot of shy ghosts And just when they were getting up the courage To come out and haunt you Then you moved and they're like oh dang I, I mean I, wanna...
1: I, I wish You know what I mean I feel like my <laughs> first Exposure to like the concept Of ghosts was Casper mm-hmm. And at the end of casper i mean that's like the hottest five minutes in sim- cinema history where he like turns into the boy and i was like yeah yeah i i would do that yeah, i don't <laughs> I know would, if are
0: would... legally allowed to agree with that statement but uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> well now because and uh, i don't know if you know this cassie but Devin saw in toronto constantly filming the chucky Is he? series mm-hmm. yeah he's like three different oh, characters wow. on chucky yeah yeah wow. so your childhood crush is roaming the <laughs> oh, streets here.
1: I mean, okay, let me um, let me text my boyfriend. But yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I just like always had a really good impression of ghosts. Like I would just love to hang out with them. I feel mm-hmm. like a, a, a ghost romance would be so, mm. it would be such a good story. <laughs> I, when I started playing The Sims, like my only goal in The Sims was to have a ghost baby, I had heard. That if you made yourself a kleptomaniac woman and you flirted really hard at the graveyard, you could steal a, a, a tombstone and then flirt with the man stuck in the grave in the tombstone. And then if if you are successful and like flirty enough, he'll have a baby with you, and then you is can this... have a little baby. You can have a little baby sim that you get you can control. Is, is this that right? real?
0: Is this real? It's, can you really it's it's do 100% that? It's hundred
1: percent real.
0: Th- it is. I've never achieved so it. Nuts. <laughs>
1: Because it's hard, because the ghosts only come out in the tombstones from 12 to 1. But like Sim time, that's like four minutes. That's so it's hard. It's hard insane. to do it. That
0: sounds elaborate, too. It sounds like it was written by the girls from my grade six class.
1: <laughs> I guess
0: there are some really weird stuff in those Sims games. Wait, wait which which Sims game was this one?
1: I want to say it's Sims 3.
0: Hmm. Okay
1: okay it was like just beyond the really simple ones where you right. just like had furniture things it was when you could like give your your characters like more personality and they could be younger and that's like when you you got the babies wow <laughs> but if you had a ghost baby your ghost baby could turn out to be a a, a ghost like adult it was uh, I wanted it so badly that was my only thing <laughs> <laughs> well. We
0: got a story to tell. We all drew positions beforehand. Uh, Cassie, do you want to reveal what you drew?
1: I forgot what I drew. What did I draw? <laughs> yeah, surprise!
0: You got the swing, no responsibility in this story. You can do whatever you want, be as many characters as mm-hmm. you want,
1: okay? Yeah,
0: or as few, or as few,
1: okay? All right, <laughs> and just uh, no rules, no, no rules. rules. Don't Great, worry about love it. that That's... for me. <laughs>
0: And I drew the celebrity. So I go to a random celebrity generator. It's giving me four options. I have to appear as one of these celebrities at some point during the story, not stricken to that character. And my options are Harry S. Truman, Emeril Lagasse. Okay, that's a good one. uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. Okay. Okay. And Tom Brady. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I uh, you don't seem happy about these. There's some good ones, are they some good ones? Those are some good ones, baby. But you, you really like Emerald Agassi. I know you like uh, I'm a big Truman he- head. Oh, are you? <laughs> no, <laughs> I like <Emerald>. him. <laughs> there he has Truman really got the- stirring in your head there. Yeah, he's got so many catchphrases. I'll uh, I'll do Tom Brady, I guess. You don't like Emerald. Or Catherine Zeta. You don't want
1: Catherine Zeta Jones?
0: This is bullshit. She's got
1: such a juicy backstory.
0: Yeah, you could bring it to life. Does she have a juicy backstory?
1: Yeah, didn't she kill her husband by having sex with him? Is that her?
0: Well, oh well, she. I think that Michael Douglas got the throat cancer, right? And he said that it was from eating her out. I believe that oh
1: yeah, I guess that that's, the story? that's probably, that sounds that, ju- that sounds even juicier, honestly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I believe that who it sounds like it was juicy. <laughs> hey oh <laughs> <All right>, um. <laughs> is that day-o. what he said
1: though? That's so rude, but also yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah,
0: he said that he ate her out too many times and it gave him throat. Cancer. <laughs> what, what, what a flex. Yeah. Very weird flex, but but if she killed someone else on top of that, if that's another story with her, wow, well, with her toxic vagina, yeah, <laughs> lay Wow, people.
1: what a great story! I mean, she's out there making ghosts happen.
0: Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, and that means that I drew the narrator. So for that, we're gonna go to can I get a dot com for a location, a relationship, or a word. Um, since we're talking about uh, ghost babies and and stuff let's let's do a relationship a supermodel and vampire okay so the spooky supermodel that's a relationship on there <laughs> yeah, super...
1: what's the relationship
0: well we have to make that relationship between them i guess but it, it gave that suggestion on the generator like that's a classic formula <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, think so I feel like if we have to make the relationship those are just characters right
0: yeah well i guess i guess i don't know I mean, we've been doing this podcast for eight <laughs> years and the generator's giving up on us now at this point. do You want me to pick something different? I'll pick something no, different. No, no, okay. it's good. Supermodel and uh, vampire, sure. All right. Okay. Sure. With uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, you're doing Zeta-Jones? I'll make everyone happy, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah supermodel. Vampire. vampire. All right. All right. Here we go. Yep. Yeah. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/spooked S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.com/spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's right. Day Va- coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm-hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people. Whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine. Right. online and everything so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person and then they're just wondering whether they're gonna see you again in person and it's more of a connection no do online do better help that's right so don't forget go to betterhelp.com slash spooked to get 10 percent off your first month that's com slash spooked It was the big premiere of David's new clothing line. Everybody was there, their cameras were out, the lights were on, the runway was set. Tonight was the night he was gonna debut his most amazing fashion line ever. He was gonna make everybody shit their pants with such excitement. They were gonna love what his supermodels were wearing tonight. Okay, so uh, a great look. I've uh, made everybody shit their pants. David, David, they're going to shit their pants. They haven't shit their pants yet. No, you kind of, you gave me that idea where if all of the models came down the runway with shit in their pants, and imagine it was like white pants and you could see it. Think about that. Why don't you take that one to... Tommy Hill figure. <laughs> All right, David. I'm gonna go back to my narration booth while you set up those shitty diaper drawers.
1: All right. Oh I'm, I I'm to- sorry. I, I have a question. I have a question. Oh, uh yeah. yeah, I I mean I'm um who is it? Giselle Buncheon. <laughs> uh I'm so flattered to be uh modeling her new line. Honestly, I'm really oh, we're happy really to
0: have flattered. you, yeah
1: yeah, I'm just wondering the the shit part of the line. I'm not sure if I can achieve that. I haven't shit solid in fourteen years. I only drink liquids.
0: Oh, okay. Um, glad you got the email first and foremost. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so only ooh, no solid shits. Yeah, I guess that's gonna It's
1: how I keep my slim figure. It's part of the contract for Victoria's Secret models.
0: I guess hello. Hello. <laughs> Will you open the door for me, please? Oh, perfect. Uh, This is actually the guy that I hired to uh, solve the problem here. Uh, (laughs) Can I come in, please? Yeah. Tom, come in. Come in. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Tom. Hello. uh, How are you? I'm doing good. Are you doing fine? You're looking pretty pale. No, I'm doing great. Thank you. Okay. I heard about uh, no solid shits. I, too, have a liquid diet. Oh, you have an all-liquid toy? Yes, it's for medical reasons. Well, Tom... Out of my control. I I, I brought you here to uh, yes. solve the problem, but it seems like oh. you're going down with the same problem. I... Well, because I have the same problem, I can come up with creative solutions. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. You, got. you see, on the way here, I stopped by the doggy park. Oh, okay, so you want to put dog shit in your pants? Well... <laughs> It's either that or I stop by the local delicatessen. Okay, yeah. and I got some some thick beef stew and gravy. No, we're not putting thick beef stew in no. people's pants. I, I'm okay You'd with it. the doggy poo. Yeah, I'm okay. With I, I, How me... about the I doggy feel like poo? I
1: prefer the stew.
0: The doggy poo in the beef stew. Listen, this is my vision, okay? And we need it authentic. And yeah, it's taking me even a little bit out of the vision, honestly, to think about it being dog shit, not uh, human shit. But can you imagine how uncomfortable everyone will be if they realize that it's not real shit in your pants? Ah, yes, that's true. Well, that's why I was saying the doggy poo in the beef stew, so there's at least some shit in there. Hey, listen... What do you want from me? I'm giving ideas. These are gold. No, you gave the good. You gave the good idea. I was on board with the dog shit. Okay, okay. you don't have to put beef stew on okay, it. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I just need to make sure that all yes. of the models are happy. Oh. So, yeah, uh, is the is the dog shit okay? What do you think?
1: I I don't know. I mean, are people gonna think that I just take really small shits? I feel like Ooh. that's really embarrassing.
0: Well, I did search out some very large dogs too. This one, it's a crispy five pounder. Ooh, okay.
1: Okay, I feel like that's respectable, right? I just don't want to be embarrassed out there. Of course. I trust you you... to make me look good.
0: Yeah, we can run it by your publicist too. The last thing I want is for uh, entertainment tonight to uh, uh, put you in a profile about how you have little small shits. Or entertainment this morning to say, those shits were so small.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. No, I have a reputation to uphold. My marriage is already falling apart.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry to hear what happened
1: uh something about how he loves football more than me is that right
0: <laughs> oh yeah no uh, okay yeah, I okay so. wow yeah. maybe right. this is why and your so relationship I need every- is falling apart you don't know why it's falling apart
1: <laughs> well i need us i i know that we're fighting i'm not 100 percent sure why but i need him to know that i take the biggest shits in this family do you right. know what i
0: mean of course wait a minute wait a minute Hey, it's football's Tom Brady here. Oh my God, Tom Brady! <laughs> Tom yes.
1: Brady, what are you doing here? Will you sign right, my cape? restraining order against you?
0: Oh shit, uh, honey, honey, come on! I'm here to support you. I'm trying to prove that it's not all about football with me. That it's also about me making sure that your shits aren't gonna be bigger than mine during this show.
1: You, well, uh, I do have bigger shit than you during this show and the national television is going to capture it.
0: Don't. You can't let her go on. You can't let her go on. You can't let her be a part of the show. You'll embarrass oh, No, me. I huh.
1: demand to be part of the show. And you better give me the biggest piece of dog shit you find. OK,
0: here you go, Tom. Calm down. It's OK. It's OK. It's just part of the show. Don't worry. Listen, will you sign my coffin shaped journal? Yeah, sure. Oh, Did I'm... you have garlic bread before? <laughs> Did you have garlic bread before you came here? Yes, I had a little. Yeah, I'm just going to step a few feet back. I'm just. Uh, I'm a little allergic to garlic bread. Okay, listen here. Specifically, man. garlic bread. I'll put up with all of this weird stuff. You talking about my garlic bread? Okay, I have garlic bread for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I have it a lot of oh, meals. What do you say? Some feet. <laughs> Football. Wow. <Throwing laughs> it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, you, you, it's actually pretty active sport. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I, you get up early to do that. Well, I'll sign this for you, okay? If you honestly,
1: pro- so early, I've never seen him. I morning, I
0: don't right do mornings now. very well. I'm more of a nighttime person. You know, I'm 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 a morning. Can you believe that? No, I I eat <laughs> garlic bread. I start at five a.m. Whoa. Yeah, that's really early. Honestly,
1: I'm a night person too, and Tom just goes to bed because he's just weighed down by all those carbs, right, Tom?
0: Oh my oh, god, that's right. Stop embarrassing it me. It would make me <laughs> sleepy. So sleepy.
1: Oh, you didn't want to be embarrassed before you brought our marriage out into the tabloids?
0: I, listen, I I brought it out there because I was a little bit concerned, and I thought the public would find it very interesting that you don't want me to play football. I got all these Super Bowl rings. People are happy for me. The only person that's not is my wife because what? I'd spend too much time eating, pounding back garlic bread or football and don't have time for anything else.
1: Yeah, why is football and garlic bread taking up so much of your time?
0: Oh my God, I love Eastside Mario. Sue me. (laughs) Listen, I think I have a solution that can make everybody happy. I might be able to fix your marriage and bring back the pride of your big dumps. (laughs) well if our marriage is fixed i mean we might not be (laughs) concerned about the (laughs) size of our shits well i'm going to use the size of your shits to save your marriage interesting okay i think we're listening
1: i'm interested in this let's hear it
0: with all that cheese and bread you've been eating i'm sure you're so bonged up hey uh i just want to stop everyone (laughs) just for a second what uh we do have the show going on in about a half an hour we're trying to make it work just make sure you're done by then We're trying to make it work. Listen, Tom, you're all bunged up, right? We're going to give you a whole bunch of laxatives. So many. We'll (gasps) massage your butt, make it so the poop just slides (laughs) right out, and then we'll mix it with your dookies and the doggy dookies to make the hugest pile of dumpies in your pants that can be imagined. Then we will say, this is the shit of a beautiful marriage. I'm just to make it clear. Yes. Are you massaging both of our butts, or are we massaging each other's butts? what's because of whatever you oh, like. Oh, this I'm, is so
1: romantic. I'm it's here like a for couple's the couples activity, and then we end up having a nice family product.
0: I'm here for the adventure. Right. Yeah, it does seem like you're onto something here. On uh, my my wife seems to be a little bit happier. I'm even cracking a smile for the first time, and. Yes, yes. Years. But we, we have to hurry up. It it's it's getting late and I have to go very soon. Oh
1: I'm willing to try it to save our marriage.
0: I'll do it too. Okay. Okay. Let's do this then. Here, what do you like? Do you like the chocolate flavored ones or do you prefer the uh the flavorless ones? Or maybe these orange ones? Sorry, what <laughs> The laxatives. <laughs> what did you think I was talking about? I just didn't know if you're gonna feed me shit to shit. Wait, what are you talking about? My blue, my blue raspberry steroids that I have in here. Well, I was also eyeing those. Do you want kids. some of those too? <laughs> but, but one thing. Okay. After. One time, <laughs> I will, we'll talk. We'll talk after the show. Laxatives. Now, just to be co- yes. <laughs> to be clear, because I am uh, concerned about my wife here. Yes, she did say she has a liquid diet. So, will laxatives really help <laughs> solid anything out over that? Oh, that's, well, that's the beauty of it. We put them together, and you won't know which shit is which. Oh, it's just a a big bolus of shit. No,
1: I've seen that orange one. The orange one is the one that solidifies it's like an anti-laxative. It's, a, it's coagulant a really good
0: product for poop. Oh, <laughs> like a gelatin. It gelatinizes the shit. Right, it makes yeah. it into a shit log. <laughs> Yes. Like a jello mold for your butthole. I understand. Yes. I just want everyone to, uh, um, just to know that, despite my idea being a little bit unorthodox for this fashion show, yes. it is a classy event, right? Listen, you got us started down this path, and we're going to finish it. So whether you like it or not, this is happening, right? Okay, yeah, I'll. Just yeah. Make sure. David,
1: just give us a minute. We're trying to save your show, all right? I'm no. your biggest star, so just give me a second while yes. we figure out our shipping situation. Yes,
0: we have to so- massage a couple of buttocks right now, so stand back. Uh, A montage of uh, (laughs) eating laxatives, massaging, everybody's smiling. There's a lot of staring in each other's eyes. There's a lot of laughing. Everyone feels a little bit closer together. Wow, this this brought us so close together. I mean, I know I'm just the guy who solves problems, but uh, wow, you guys are so amazing. I I I, I think... oh
1: oh is there is there a problem with the shit because now it's got all that garlic bread in it? Oh
0: right, I'm allergic to garlic bread. I, I might need to you're step fe- back. You're, look, you're I'm looking, you're looking a, a little feeling sickly. A little I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I, good luck you two. And your bare no, hand but... molding it together. I know my hands are they're blistering. I'm no so no no,
1: you can't go right now. You're the only person holding our marriage together.
0: You're right. I have to do it for you two. I'm holding your marriage in my hands. This huge pile of garlicky shit. And so he continues to mold it as his skin slowly melts off his body. It burns so much. Steam's coming off of him. I made it into a little doggy, and I'm going to place it into your beige pants. Now get out there and show the world what a good marriage really looks like. Okay, come on, come on. This It's the showtime. It's showtime. And afterwards, okay. we can all go out for drinks. <laughs> okay, buddy, you already did your job. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? So there she you goes. You me to leave? I didn't even get paid yet. What the hell? <laughs> Listen, you came up with the idea. It's fine. But, I, you know, I, I came all this way. My hands blistered. I'm allergic to garlic bread. Yeah, send me a bill or something. Okay. An invoice. Okay, wow. Invoice no, no appreciation for me helping your show, okay? And the, the vampire starts to walk vampire. away. Vampire? But slowly goes down on his knees, melts, and turns into dust. I'm not a fucking vampire. What are you talking about? <laughs> you go down on your knees and you slowly turn to dust. I'm not a vampire. What are you talking about? You think just because I'm allergic to garlic bread, I work at nighttime and I need to be invited in that I'm a I'm a vampire. I just really thought if I said that guy walked away, then he would really go. All right. Well, I'll leave. Fine. (laughs) Hey, did somebody order a vampire (laughs) out on the fashion floor? The runway going wind blowing in her hair. Also blowing a stench around all of the audience members. Is that garlic bread? (laughs) That smells really good. Uh, very interesting. Uh, what's going on here? Um Very high fashion. Uh, it appears to be uh, poop in the pants. Yes. No, yes.
1: I agree. This is honestly the biggest fashion event of the year, and I think this this uh, designer is actually genius. I am the CEO of Seaside Marios, and I just think this is phenomenal. I would like to invest. I would not, like to invest.
0: So not only will you get a fresh loaf of bread at every table. You'll get a fresh loaf of these pants at every table. Wow.
1: We'll dress up all our staff and it will be the most fashionable restaurant chain in the greater Ottawa Valley.
0: Cut to six months later. We're at the best, the the grand showcase at the Eastside Mario's. Tom Brady's there with his wife. They've got the dumpy drawers on. All the waiters are going around. The smell of garlic bread is everywhere. Cameras, lights, it's exciting. I never thought that my fashion career would lead me to such a a big moment like being able to design the uniforms at Eastside <laughs> Marios. Uh,
1: yeah, it honestly it is such an honor that you were willing to share your designs with our store. Our stock prices have never been higher. We've had we've seen an 800% growth just in the last quarter.
0: Well, now that the deal's all gone through and everything, I think I can be transparent by saying uh, you were the only investor after that fashion show, and everyone else just seemed to leave and not want to talk or ever see me again.
1: Is that true? Not even Elon Musk?
0: Not even Elon Just then the uh, doors open for the grand opening of Eastside Mario's. People clear in and uh, start seeing all of the shit in the pants of all of the servers in the uniforms. They slowly turn around and walk out.
1: No, 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 wait, but there's free garlic bread. The garlic, it's free. It's unlimited and free.
0: Well, sometimes you just have to realize, Tom Brady again speaking here. Sometimes you just have to realize that uh, even though you're successful and you're working towards something, you just got to move on and change teams. I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's a hit to me. Oh, vampire. I told you I'm not a vampire. Oh, God. You know what? I'm I'm leaving, too. Bye.
1: No, Tom, that's a really good lesson. And I think that uh, I needed to learn that as well. You know, no matter how much uh, satisfaction you're growing your business gets you uh, at the end of the day, you just have to invest in family.
0: Hey, Tom, where's your wife? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you kind of just ran up with the CEO of Eastside San huh? Well, yeah, I I talked about switching teams, and that was a whole analogy. And like, what do you mean, switching teams? Like football wise? Yeah, yeah. Or like marriage wise? Well, yeah, I said it was an analogy. Oh, <laughs> okay. Whoa, geez. I guess we didn't save your marriage then, huh? No, I moved on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I uh, guess...
1: The tabloids the next day it comes out. Giselle Buncheon is dating Pete Davidson. <laughs>
0: Damn that, Pete. <laughs> And, and there you have it. <laughs> Eastside Marios closed down all across Canada after that day. That fashion designer was never seen again. <laughs> and nobody had a happy relationship other than Pete Davidson. <laughs> Spooked. Wow. That was a scary story. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta wonder. Do you think he has happy relations? Because he goes through quite a few of them. It seems like uh, Pete Davidson. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's looking for the perfect one. Is that what it is? Well, I, don't I don't know. I think people now. I'm. I don't know too much about this, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that Pete Davidson's been broken up, uh, broken up with every time. Am oh. I wrong about that? So he's. Been... I think
1: that this is strategic, though. I find men like it when the other person dumps,
0: right you. okay mm-hmm. because then it
1: makes them feel like oh like i didn't do anything i was a good person i was just supporting you and you didn't want to be with me right. and they can do like a like a sad puppy dog thing to the next woman you know or
0: right. uh, or maybe he's just like tricking them and then they realize that he's not that great and then they're like get out of here bozo <laughs> I don't know. I have no Do idea. Do you think he's really not that
1: great? <laughs> I I'm kind of convinced that he must be the best boyfriend. Oh <laughs> yeah,
0: I I think he has to be. I it's got to be something. There's something there. There there's something that uh, I can't put my finger on, but mm-hmm. it's he he's got something. Pete, and if you're really... listening, call us. You gotta let us know. <laughs> you want some advice? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Why not? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I actually just watched like a short like YouTube short. Or yeah, it was a YouTube short mm-hmm. on like Kim Kardashian talking about how they got together, and like how, how did they get together? So they did like she was I think host on SNL, which is weird in general mm-hmm. that Kim Kardashian would be an SNL host. Uh, but they had a scene where they kissed each other, and then. After that scene, Pete didn't go to her like SNL after party, and she thought of and she thought about him. Was like, oh, why was why he wasn't he here oh. or whatever. And then she messaged, uh, or yeah, she uh, she asked SNL for Pete Davidson's phone number oh. and then asked him out. And I guess Megan Fox then texted Kim Kardashian and said are you serious are you going out with pete he asked me for your phone number like two months ago and i said not in a million years
1: wow i feel like he did such a good job of playing hard to get that's a real that's a real uh high stakes move
0: this is wild i mean i'm yeah. more like kind of weirded out that snl just gave away his contact like your job shouldn't be doing that to people but if it's the <laughs> snl host it's, i think it's no, pete. No, no 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 i don't think so that's sucked up if you like, you shouldn't I, be doing that. No, I would be mad for a minute. I don't care who the SNL host is. If they contacted me and I'm an SNL guest member, I'd be like, "Yeah, okay." But you know what I'm saying, though. Like, if it's you're not- looking at it from like, like a job standpoint, your bosses shouldn't be giving out your phone number to people. I, 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 don't I know. maybe they
1: want to hook you up. Give it to maybe their agent to then. Give out their
0: agent's number then. That's what it should be officially. <laughs> officially, I'm just saying. I'm just saying from a workplace harassment standpoint. That's fucked up. And yeah. SNL, you need to think about that. <laughs> you fucked up. I am Honestly, not. That's why
1: you're not dating.
0: That's true. Yeah. that's true. And you, I don't I don't. You need start... to. <laughs> Kim Kardashian asks your boss for your or your phone number, gives it to you, and you just start yelling at your boss? <laughs> I probably would, actually. What are you fucking doing? Don't give out my phone number. No, that's insane. No, I am not on your side on this call. Why, why is that insane, though? I don't understand why that's insane. Because it's a different situation. It's, but it's a, an invasion it, of privacy, and uh, I don't need Kim Kardashian calling me. It's not like fucking Bob in the audience asked for it. What's the difference? Just because they have some uh, media clout? No, they were the host. They they worked with you. They could have any opportunity for you. They could want to work on anything. Well, I don't know. Then again, give them my agent's number. But talk to your agent? Yes. What? And then maybe if we, we we contact through that way, then we can exchange numbers mutually. I don't know. I'm just saying it's fucked up when your business place is giving away your phone number to people that you don't know. I'm floored by that. I couldn't disagree with something more. All right. In my entire life. Well, I'm glad you like uh, HR violations, baby. <laughs> 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 anyway, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let's do a round of vlogs. Cassie, where can everyone follow you?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm on... Twitter and Instagram at the Cassie Cow and I don't know Google Google me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the Google. Also, yeah. like I'm at comedy bar all the time. So if you want to see me yeah. live, um, I'm gonna be starting a new show at the Transac in the annex in Toronto. So just Google me, find me, DM me, chat with <laughs> me. I'm very, I'm very reachable. Don't worry. If you want my phone number, just ask. <laughs>
0: All right, there we go. I think uh, one of my favorite, uh, well, it's the best moment of the movie uh, Four Christmases where the like kid has Vince Vaughn in an armbar and he just keeps yelling at him, Google me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, but we'll be tweeting all of that out at spook podcast as well as go to the sonar You can see a full profile on Cassie with direct links to those social media mm-hmm. as well as go to the sonar shop. You can see uh, shirts from spook to there, whether you believe in ghosts, whether you don't believe in ghosts, we got a shirt for you and oh can
1: i actually sorry can i plug something yeah i didn't think of this but um i'm going on tour in january um out to the maritime so if you have any maritime listeners i'm going to be out doing the hubcap festival in new brunswick and i'm going to be touring in um halifax st john's newfoundland and potentially pi and i'm going to be recording my first album out in newfoundland while i'm on tour
0: amazing that's huge yes so everybody go check that out and we'll be uh when that's happening too we'll be sharing that on our Instagram Mm -hmm. as well it'll be out there and spooked 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 this podcast has been
1: brought to you by the sonar network
0: (laughs) sonar